This is the Marketing Natives, providing actionable ways to grow, improve, and succeed in your business. And now, your hosts, Christian and Aaron. Welcome to another episode of The Marketing Natives. Today, we have Nicolette Barrett, author of your Hired book series, career and interview prep coach, resume and LinkedIn profile writer, speaker, and founder and CEO of iRock Resumes. Welcome. Hey, guys. Glad to be here. <laughs> glad to have you here. That, that's how you say it, right, Nicolette? Nicolette. It Nicolette. doesn't matter. Okay. I'm okay. not very picky. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It would be bad if we started the whole podcast episode and you're like, oh, by the way, it's actually. <laughs> uh, so we were doing some research in uh, Christian, or actually, it, we both actually came across it. And so you have a bachelor's in Spanish and you speak Spanish. How much Spanish do you know? Me hablo poquitos español, no mucho ahora. Pero yo entiendo la lengua. All right, so Christian can... Wow, so. I'm impressed. Well, thank you. I'm impressed. Yes. You know, I've known you for a few years, and I mean, I'm a native Spanish speaker, but yes. I didn't know that you spoke Spanish. Yes, I, I had the opportunity to go as an exchange student back in high school to okay. Peru, South America. So I studied with a Peruvian family. So I stayed there all summer long and really learned Castellano, okay. as opposed to, you know, when they teach you in school, it's the Spanish from Spain, mm-hmm. but I learned Castellano. So I learned it, and I loved it so much, took it all through high school, went into college actually for computer engineering, believe it or not. Interesting. Yeah, I got accepted to the engineering college at the University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign, top 10. Very exciting, but it just wasn't me, not my personality. Yeah, I was pretty good at, you know, all of the sciences. The math kind of caught up with me. I couldn't do it as well. Mm-hmm. So I said, let me do something else. And I kept taking Spanish. So I decided to create my own degree, international business. Now, I'm dating myself. Back then, that wasn't very popular. So you had to kind of mesh your degree together. You had to major in a language and then have my so I had a minor in business administration and a minor in economics. And so that was my created international business major with a lead in Spanish. Gotcha. Wow. <laughs> Very <laughs> cool. Yes. Um, now, have you used Spanish um, for, you know, I know you work for State Farm for quite some time, mm-hmm. um, and now with IRAC Resume, have you actually injected that somewhat, somehow into it? No, I have not. In the the only opportunity that I had to utilize it, it was in my corporate career because I led a team of um, native um, Spanish language, also Polish, and also had Asian. And so it was called wow. the Language Advantage Team, where we assisted customers in their language when they had an accident. So I had an opportunity to utilize it at that point, but as far as IRAC Resumes, no, I have not. Is that something that you would be or have thought about doing? You know or? what? Now that you're talking about it, <laughs> right? It's very, I very think interesting. I am going to have to do that, but I have not. And it's so funny that, that you're mentioning that. I guess it's something I can definitely explore, but mm-hmm. I have not. That could be another branch that I can launch into. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for the well, you're tip. Welcome. See, <laughs> I don't charge much. So. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about Iraq Resumes. I mean, maybe like when you started, how long you've been around, what has it kind of transformed into, um, what is Iraq Resumes other than just, um, 
you know, having to do with resumes because it's so much more than that. Yeah, and uh, it's so funny because I uh, started the business as a, a resume writing business, and I have to say that it was because in the corporate America, well, um, the company I'm work currently working for was going through a lot of changes, and in the actual organization, we're charged as leaders. I'm in corporate leadership, been in corporate leadership for over 17 years now. We're always charged with developing our employees, getting them ready for the next opportunity, whether it's a promotion opportunity or a lateral opportunity. And because we were going through so many changes, I had a lot of people I had to get prepped. And I've been doing it for many years because we're called to do that. But it was just kind of unique because it came all at one time. And I had a team of 11 individuals. I prepped all of them with their internal resumes, got them ready with their interview prep, told them and did some career coaching, which opportunities will be best for them. And out of the 11, I got all of them promoted and two of them with a $14,000 increase in their salary. And the only one that did not go for it is because she was getting married and relocating to Houston. So that's the only one. So two of my employees who got the $14,000 increase in their salary said, well, Miss Nicolette, you probably need to do this as a business. You're pretty good at this. I said, as a business? I said, you know, I'm just all corporate minded. No, I'm thinking about going to the next level in corporate America and all this kind of stuff. They say, no, if I, you know, didn't work for you, I would pay you. And I know people who will pay you for this. So good old social media. So I put a little blurb out and start telling people what I was doing internally at the company I work for. And then I began to get social proof with employees that I work with throughout the organization all across the U.S. Oh, yeah, you helped me with this. I remember she did this for me. She got me promoted over here. So I start having that theme. And I'm like, well, let me try my hand at it. So I went on ahead and said, okay, let me put it out there. Someone, people start inboxing me, asking me how much I charge. That's the funny part. I didn't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it was so weird because the only thing I was concerned about is getting my uh, pedicures and my manicures. So I started charging enough to cover that expense. <laughs> and then it just kind of grew from there and it went naturally. I started doing the resumes, of course, the cover letters. Then I went into the interview prep, which is a, which is a natural progression. And then Lee LinkedIn branding because LinkedIn is so huge right now mm -hmm. added that service and then the career coaching just came natural and it was at the request of my clients asking well you know you are coaching me through all this process can you take me on as a client for that and it grew so now it's IROC Development Solutions LLC doing business as IROC Resumes everybody loves the IROC Resumes name mm -hmm. so I'm not getting rid of that but they go to my website and they'll see all of those as well so it has evolved and I've been in business now will be five years in May of this year and I think I met you guys when we were all pretty new I yeah, think I was about yeah. maybe not even a year in at that time so I've known yeah. you guys for almost the whole entire time I've been in business <laughs> yeah well, we were talking a little bit about uh, how we met before we started the podcast recording and uh, yeah we both went to a networking group that we met in Plano and this is when I mean I had like really long hair yes um, <laughs> I remember that I had really long hair uh, we didn't know anything what we were doing we just knew that we had to get out there and start meeting some business owners um, and we one of the person, persons that we met was uh, Nicolette along with other people that we still keep in contact Franklin uh, is one that you know mm -hmm. we still uh, yep. do a lot of business with so I'm very thankful for that group yeah it was a fun group and yeah we had yes. no clue I think it was a good like uh, the blind leading the blind group kind of I don't know maybe there were some people who knew what was going on but we <laughs> yeah. sure as heck did not so um, uh, so with the, the I rock resumes you are still working full time mm -hmm. yes I do because most of my clients are in the evening they work mm -hmm. okay yes 
how do you handle all that? Oh, <laughs> I know. People always ask me. Oh, well, because I'm very organized and I'm very good with my time management. So okay. therefore, because I am in leadership, I do have flexibility. I'm salary. So therefore, I do have some flexibility. If I need to take a call in the middle of the day, then I'll go around lunchtime and do that. And then most of my writing is on the weekends. As you all can see me, you all can see me out there. But I'm in my Saturday <laughs> library writing clothes. And so therefore, I do a lot of my writing in the evenings and a lot over the weekends. And then my coaching calls are in the evening when people get off of work. So it fits in very nicely. And the reason I've chosen to stay in corporate America because it gives me that relevant experience because I manage a team, I coach a team, I'm doing it every day. So it comes second nature to me. Mm -hmm. And at this time, if I move away from it, I don't know if I'll lose my skills. I haven't tried that yet, but at this time I'm like, no. And then I don't want to talk about my age. But um, I'm also (laughs) um, closely getting toward retirement, so it may be something I can get into in retirement. But we'll see. At this time, I'm I'm, I'm very happy at the um, company I work for, Mm -hmm. and it's given me a lot of great opportunities to continue to grow in my craft. So you talked a little bit about uh, staying organized. Are there things that you have, like systems in place that um, you have internally, or are there software that tools that you use? How do you stay organized or what helps you with that? Yes, and I'm still working on a lot of my systems, but the best thing that has happened to me is Asana. I love Asana. So Asana helps me keep organized with my projects, and when I have my virtual assistant working with me, I can assign things to her to work on for me, and I've just discovered Dubsado, and oh my goodness, the workflows within Dubsado, being able to send out contracts, being able to send out invoices, and have projects set up within Dubsado, it is awesome. And that's spelled D-U-B-S-A-D-O. So I just um, learned that and that has helped out a whole lot. But Asana and Dubsado are my lifesavers. And yes, I have systems and workflows in place. Yeah, I was going to say, we're going to have to link that up because we're going to have to, I've never heard of that. Have you? Me either. Nope. Awesome. First time. It's awesome. We're going to have to look it up. Yes. <laughs> Dubsado. Yes. All right, so we know you're pretty good at social media. Do you and you know you've done a lot of live videos. You're doing coaching, everything like that. Do you have like a strategy in place for that, or are you just naturally gifted with um, playing, placing things on social media, and it's just happened to fall right in line, and that's just who you are? Or I think it's a little bit of both with me. What I have is I use Social Bee to do a lot of my automation, automatic posting, or what have you, and I put it in several themes. Like Monday, I have Motivational Monday. On Tuesday, I have Tips Tuesday. And on Wednesday, Word Wednesday, and those are words or competencies. And Thursdays are my uh, Nicolette Career Musings, and I do a mm-hmm. Facebook Live for that. And then Friday is like just some random things that I do just to post and get the information out there. So it's basically in kind of things, but if also something hits me, like today I posted out there about coming to see you guys, <laughs> I just put it out there. So it all depends. So I do a little bit of both, but I do have buckets that I actually run through Social Bee that um, actually do a lot of my post yeah i think that's a that's a great strategy and someone asked us the other day you know what do we do and it's something similar you know we have some you know structure in place on certain things that we we do post you know on a weekly basis um but we also leave it open you know for for other things and things that just coming out of the blue or uh, new updates and things like that um so yeah i think that's a that's a good strategy um i think i know the answer to this question but um (laughs) what is your favorite social platform (laughs) <laughs> okay, now my 
favorite one <laughs> as far as professional is LinkedIn. Okay. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> yeah, you know, I uh, LinkedIn is really my go-to because those are where my people are, right? That's mm-hmm. who are my career professionals, even budding entrepreneurs who also want to maximize their LinkedIn profiles. That's where my peeps are. So I go there first. As far as uh, Facebook, I do my Facebook lives there because that's an additional traffic that I want to get into. But LinkedIn is really my go-to. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So as far as LinkedIn, and I know Aaron wants uh, the answer to this question, um, because we've been sort of toying around, you know, getting LinkedIn premium. um, And you are a LinkedIn premium user. Yes. Um, Are there any benefits? I know we know there are benefits. Um, I guess in a firsthand experience, what has been uh, the best benefits for you uh, using LinkedIn premium? Well, LinkedIn Premium for me is making additional connections because they limit you in the free plan. So you mm-hmm. get about five in-mail. But with the LinkedIn Premium, I can do more in-mail, meaning I can directly get in contact with clients who I'm interested in. Or if I see that they've posted something needing help or kind of have some comments on postings that they're not sure about, I can actually target them and actually get directly in their inbox and talk to them about the opportunities that I have. And one of the things that they also have is LinkedIn Profinder. And with premium, I can get a lot of leads directly from LinkedIn for people who are looking for services that I offer. Resume mm-hmm. writing, interview prep, as well as career coaching, and of course, LinkedIn branding. And that is plenteous, and that will be enough business to keep anybody busy, especially in my field. So those are the, the benefits for me. Now, what I also do is tell people, um, as far as my clients, don't pay for something until you've maximized the free plan. Right. Mm-hmm. If you maximize that first and really learn how to utilize the platform, then you can make the additional investment. But if you're not even maximizing the free platform, don't make an investment too soon. Gotcha. Yeah, I think we probably need to maximize our LinkedIn. That's probably one of the ones that we're, you know, maybe a six out of ten on. We really mm-hmm. need to worry about that, I guess. Bump so. It up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so why is a mindset shift going back to? Um, to more of the Iraq resumes, what is the mindset shift that you talk about? Because you you help both CEOs for businesses and you help employees in corporate. Um, so I guess two questions there. One, is it more one than the other? And then what is the mindset shift from an employee to the CEO? And why is that important? It's very important because you don't necessarily have to have the title of a CEO of an organization. What I try to tell the actual employees to become CEOs of their own careers Mm -hmm. because a lot of times people allow their careers to happen to them instead of them happening to their career. So not being very strategic, not having a development plan or anything in place because they're more um, participators and activators within their career. So that mindset shift from from employee to to CEO of a career is really, really huge because you don't have to have a brick and mortar or a business to be a CEO in your own career. Now, when it goes over to an actual um, a budding entrepreneur or an entrepreneur and looking to really enhance their brand, they need to understand who they are. What is your mission? What who are you, Who is your target mar- uh, market? Who are you trying to reach? So therefore, what is your unique value? So how do you position yourself with that mindset of shifting, say, okay, yes, I am CEO of my organization, and but if people understood my mission and my target audience, then I can hire people in to help me push my business forward. So those are two different mindset shifts that they can actually have. Very interesting. Um, I was going over your interview with, 
Good Morning Texas. Oh, yes. 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 It was very entertaining. Uh, (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) There was a lot of good information in there. And you talked about some tips for, you know, employees or people looking for, you know, to have a better resume and all that. What tips do you have for business owners like us? Uh, Or what are some red flags maybe uh, when it comes to resumes or what do we need to look out for? Well, when you're trying to hire someone? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, a bunch of fluff. Okay. <laughs> you really want to be able to review a resume and visualize that person in your in the actual position. Mm-hmm. It's not enough to list out tasks. What's the story the person is trying to tell you that align with your opportunity? So if they haven't done their homework and investigating and say, okay, this is an organization I want to work for and this is the val- this is what they're bringing, I want to make sure that my skills and my abilities align with their vision. Now, if you can't gather that out of the resume that has been submitted to you, you may be able to push them into over to the side and say, no, or if they're on the teetering, maybe the maybe pile. Until you come across someone who's actually um, telling their story that aligns with your mission statement, your vision, and where you want to go with your organization. So results. So I'm looking for results. What results have you done? Don't tell me that you just do it. I don't need a taskmaster. I need Mm -hmm. someone who can produce results. So how is your resume telling that story to say, this is the task I've done, and this is a result I've gotten from that actual task? And if they're not telling that story and making that connection for you and your business, it's probably not a good fit. Now, you can't count on everybody because you still may want to bring them in to talk to them. Then it goes to the next step can they articulate it when they're speaking to you and answering your questions because that's another skill as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think uh what during that interview uh, both christian and i watched that it's kind of funny whatever you're talking about they, they asked you the question of like what's one thing that somebody should take out of the resumes and it was like uh you yeah the objection uh or by objective yeah if you guys could see nicolette's eyes right now she's <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like kill the objective statement yeah oh my gosh yes because a lot of people date themselves with that objective statement if you're still writing objective statements in any kind of resume or any kind of profile or whatever well that's very self-serving because it's like my objective is to learn and grow within an organization (laughs) that is you know um very valuable well why are you interviewing with me why are you even putting your resume in if you don't think i'm a qualified um organization so it should be more um serving the actual reader and the recruiter and organization that you're um, looking for, but not about you. It's not about you resume. It's about them resume. <laughs> yes. Very true. Um, so you wrote the book, You're Hired. Uh, we're actually thinking about, you know, eventually writing a book or doing something like that. Yes. Um, what was that experience like and what made you, you know, say, hey, you know what? I want to be an author and I want to write this book. Well, one of the things, it was presented to me, I had the pleasure of being a co-author of three books. So I kind of got bitten by the bug because mm-hmm. I was invited into those uh, compilations. And then I'm like, a lot of people keep asking the same questions and not everybody can afford my services. So I wanted to uh, develop something that, at a price point that everybody can actually have. And so therefore, I start putting my thoughts to paper, putting it down and organize it into chapters and really trying to get at the meat of what someone can do. So if someone read the book, 
for about the resume writing and interview prep, they have the foundation they need to be successful to get a quick win. And that's what the books are for. Being able to read through it, put those tips into action and actually execute on them. So Mm -hmm. it was a great experience, long experience. I learned a lot and I know learned what programs to use and what not to use. (laughs) And I'm telling you now, Word is not probably the best thing to write a book at because you have to scroll, scroll, scroll. So I've learned a lot in that experience. And um, and so for my next, I'm working on actually my third book, and it's all about career tips. Okay. And I'm uh, about 30 pages in, and I'm doing this so much differently. Oh, my gosh. And I am not using Word. I'm using Scrivener right now. And Scrivener is a great platform to utilize. But it was a great experience, and I just had to get it out there. And it's really my, I guess, a, like a business card, my uh, branding mm-hmm. card, just saying, hey, this is what I do. This is who I am. And these, these tips can actually help you. I think it also helps kind of like legitimize the, your business too, just because yes, having a book, mm-hmm. there's a process, no matter if it's a self-published or a huge publisher. Yes. Um, and there's just still a process. Like you said, it's a lot of work. So for anybody to do that, it is an accolade, no matter, you know, if it's a New York times bestseller, or Amazon doesn't matter. It's, there's a process that goes into that. Yes. So, mm-hmm. um, I think you just get a more clout, or at least I respect more people with a, a book. So, mm-hmm. well, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> it was indeed a labor of love. I tell you that. <laughs> All right. So, what is 2019? We're uh, we're recording this for those who are watching, maybe or watching, listening a little bit later. We're recording this early part of 2019, so it's a fresh horizon for IROC resumes. What does 2019 look like for you? Um, any new projects? Any new programs? Anything like that? Yes, um, um, I am actually launching a LinkedIn meetup group, and it is servicing the McKinney area, Allen, Frisco, that general area. For anybody who's on LinkedIn and want to link up and network and also to learn tips on how to maximize and optimize their LinkedIn profile. So I'm excited to, to launch that. If you can look me up, it's, it's called McKinney LinkedIn, and, and I'm the you know organizer of it. And I'm looking to launch my first meeting on um, the last... Tuesday of this month. So I'm looking to do that. So that's going to be very exciting because, you know, I'm all about LinkedIn. And then one of the things I'm also going to be launching is my first online class. And that's Master the Job Hunt in 90 Days or Less. So it's going to be all about mindset, about how to get your resume ready, how to interview, how to network for those jobs and land those jobs and present yourself on paper and in person. So I'm going to be launching that at the end of this month as well. And it'll be a virtual class. And it's it's a five-step method. And it's going to be awesome. So I'm doing that. And I have two projects in place. And I'm working on some contracts where I'll be probably consulting from some organizations who want me to come in and also offer my services to C-level employees. That's, yeah, very (laughs) exciting. And uh, we'll have to probably talk after this, but we'd love to, we, I think she'd be a great fit for somebody to talk on LinkedIn for some stuff that we have coming up too. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then that'll be very, very cool. Um, You've talked about, uh, you briefly mentioned it, um, the library. What is it about the library and that environment that allows you to, I guess, work better than, I don't know, being at home or being in an office or something. I am such a nerd. I've always been a lover of libraries. As a quick story, years ago um, in Chicago, there was a library on 35th and King Drive I used to go to all the time. And I was around 11, 12, and I read all the books in my age group below 
mine and above. And to the point that the librarian say, well, we don't have any more books in your age bracket. So you read everything in here. They will allow me to take out 10 to 15 books every single time. And I read them in a week and bring them back. And then they ended up, yeah, it was an easy wow. reading for me. And one of the things that she had to, um, um, graduate to graduate me to is the adult section. So I started reading adult books. So I just love that environment. Is for some reason, it makes me think better. I love all the knowledge that I'm surrounded by and just being in that quiet atmosphere. So I am still a book nerd. I love books. I'm a part of Audible. I download books. I listen to them. I read them. It just gives me that serenity, I guess. And I just, I've always been a nerd that way. That's very cool. And I've heard <laughs> stories about people like that. I'm not, I'm not stereotyping you, but like, kind of. Um, <laughs> where like, you know, you see in the movies or something like that where this person like, just like, you know, Matilda's a good example of that where just, I mean, she would just kill all these books, like read so many books. I'm like, yeah. man, I'm struggling to read. My goal is to read like two or three books a month. And you're saying like 10 in a week. And I'm like, oh my, that's a whole nother level. Like. That's crazy. That's I was an avid reader. Oh my gosh, and it was it was pretty amazing. I just love that whole environment. What kind of books were you reading? I was at net. I was like, "Are you there, Margaret?" You know, all of those kind of. Um, mm. It was it was a um, investigator little boy that used to do investigation. I can't think of it. Um, like on the sleuth, I can't remember. Now, see, I'm dating myself. You all probably only know these <laughs> old books, but all those types of books, anything that was, I, I guess, really fun and educational at the same time, but it was within my age group. Gotcha. So that's what I did. But right now, we read a lot of self-help business books. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess we may get to this question a little bit later, but I think it transitions nicely. So what kind of books are you reading right now, or what have you been reading recently that would be you know, something that you would recommend? That's a self-help or a business book for and, our oh listeners. Oh, my gosh. Now, I think everybody's reading this book. Michelle Obama, Becoming Michelle. Mm -hmm. That has been the, oh my gosh, It is. I, I have the audible version. And just to hear her read the, the information is inspiring, encouraging. And of course, she's a Chicago girl, so all the areas that she's talking about, mm -hmm. I'm familiar with. Mm -hmm. So I am really into that book right now. So that is my, my book I'm going through at this moment. I didn't know she was the one who actually did the audio for that. Yes, cool. and it's awesome. Yeah. It's 19 hours of audio. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yes. So yes, it's going to be a minute. <laughs> yes. Dang. You better do it like a West Coast, East Coast drive kind of yes. thing. Do you prefer still going back to reading physical books or is Audible something that you've sort of fallen no, in love with? No, I, I like online books. So right now I can pull up an online book and read it mm -hmm. or I do the Audible because of my drive back and forth sometimes to Beaumont, Texas. So mm -hmm. I'll go back and forth and like listen to a lot of books that way. Okay. I just feel like every time I've tried to do the Audible, mm -hmm. I just can't like retain that information as oh. well as you know reading something yeah you know? that, that is true because if but if i if you do long drives like me i, mm -hmm. I turn my car into a rolling library gotcha. it's a library for me it's an educational um system and i get a lot of stuff in it and not only just audible for books i also do it listen to a lot of podcasts that way mm -hmm. too I think that was a kind of a, a good transition. You spoke just for a second. I know, and I wasn't going to really ask. I don't know, but uh, you said go down to Beaumont. So, uh, Beaumont from for those who don't know, how far away is Beaumont from here, from Dallas area to Beaumont? It's about five hours. 
Yep, about five hours. So I can get a lot of listening in. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. Why are you, and we can we can take this part out if you want to. I can edit it. But um, <laughs> why are you going down to Beaumont, Texas, five hours away frequently? And because my husband is a senior pastor of a church down there. When we first uh, relocated to Texas, we relocated to Beaumont, Texas, because of the uh, church that he took over as senior pastor. Mm-hmm. And as the organization that I work for started closing down offices and, you know, um, consolidating, they closed the office, which is literally minutes from my home in Beaumont, and they relocated us to um, Dallas. And so, therefore, I moved with my job move. So, I'm here, um, I live here in McKinney, Texas, and I also go live down in Beaumont, Texas. So, I go back and forth there. All right. So, let's transition here to um, some of our. These are more interesting questions. They have nothing to necessarily do with Iraq resumes, but more just kind of finding out a little bit more about you. Um, so what purchase, and again, uh, what purchase of a hundred dollars has most impactfully, uh, changed like your life or your business, um, in the last six months or I guess recent memory. Uh, so it could be a book or whatever, but just anything that was a hundred dollars or less. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> um, I don't know if this is going to change my um, business or whatever, but I literally, right before I came here, opened up a, a P.O. box. <laughs> so, therefore, I switched it from the Richardson area to Allen. I don't know if that counts, but I actually just did that because I needed a um, post office box that was closer that I can get to and so that I can actually have a physical address for people to mail me things what have you that would make sure, again, my business is legitimate and it's more professional. Awesome. Hey, we're at that P.O. Box, too. We could be neighbors. Alan, Alan. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think that's something that every business should get right yes. away, even before you have an office or yes. anything. Um, it's very important you have to have that P.O. Box. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like 80 bucks a year or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, it uh, also, it's good to have, if you are ordering something that's maybe special or you don't want it stolen off your front porch yes you know yes like mm-hmm. I've, I've done that a few times where mm-hmm. i'm okay i really want this thing that i'm buying from amazon but i want to make sure that i actually do get it so yes. let's send it to the p.o box yeah um and that's so just much a little safer. bit safer yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> um we actually asked this question uh, on our facebook page uh, i think it was this week maybe um in the last five years what's a new belief behavior or habit that has most improved your life you said behavior or habit? Either belief, okay. behavior, or habit. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the behavior is actually putting systems in place. I was one of those um, mice spinning around the wheel. Whatever happens, just happened. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, I'm doing the same thing things and same task over and over and over again. I need to create a system. So really understanding what a system is and how to actually put it to paper, I guess, Mm -hmm. and organize it so when I can give it off to someone, they can follow the exact system of what I'm doing. That has helped my organization and time management so much more instead of me doing it all the time and putting in those actions in my workflows, in my automation, that has really helped my business grow and stabilize, if that makes sense, because Mm -hmm. I was just all over the place. Yeah, It's funny Mm -hmm. that you mentioned that because we're going through something similar where uh, I mean, we've been in business for three years, maybe four almost. But, you know, at the very beginning uh, or towards the beginning, we, we understood the, the, the importance of having those processes in place. Um, and we did put something in writing. But it's also about, you know, 
keeping in touch with those things because we're at a point right now where we're growing exponentially and we need to revisit those processes and make sure that it still makes sense with the new people that we're hiring, um, with the new technology yes. that we're using. Yes. Um, there's a lot of things that have changed uh, from the beginning of our company um, to now that you know we're seeing we're we're saying like we have to almost stop everything that we're doing and concentrate on these processes and make sure that you know everything is in place and, and, and ready to go. Uh, for us to you know keep growing like we are yeah and that's so important and that's what I did at the end of um, the year of 2018 because for resume writers business slows down people are not looking to buy a resume they're looking to buy gifts so I shut down IROC for the last two weeks of every year and work on my systems updating my emails updating my my email templates meaning mm-hmm. updating the workflows so I've worked on a lot of those systems over those two weeks to make sure that they're still viable and better for 2019 Mm-hmm. There's maybe the same part, or I guess along, along the same lines with your systems here, but is there anything that um, you wish you had known when you started that you know now? You're like, oh, if I would have done that, it would have completely changed the business. And like I said, it may be the same answer, but... Um, oh, no, it's not the same answer. <laughs> okay, I did not collect names for my email list. Ooh, Yeah. That was something I did not quite understand. I didn't know. I'm just giving all my information for free. Like, hey, just have it. And not really building those relationships outside of any comments on social media. So now for this year, I'm really focusing on gathering information, gathering names to be on my list, offering freebies so they can get information from me and I can actually build a relationship because I want them not to get something and just go out there and just, you know, willy nilly do it. I want to build that relationship because I'm really concerned about how do you take your career from point A to point B. And so therefore, building my email list, if I would have known I've lost so many opportunities of building my email list, and I'm trying to get that together this year. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's something that we probably uh, struggled with and maybe hopefully have fixed. I don't think it's completely there yet, but we're we're definitely in the same boat. It's funny. Um, <laughs> I guess the way that I'm looking at it is that the certain amount of years into business, you can pretty much say like, oh, that person's been in business between three to five years because these are their struggles. These yes. are the things that are going on. <laughs> yes. So it's like, I mean, it's a lot of things that you're saying. I feel like they're resonating with me across the table. Like, oh, yes, yes, we, <laughs> we know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. So I, I never really understood that before. Then people say like, oh, yeah, you've been in business for this long. It's like, yeah, wait till you get to the year whatever, year mm-hmm. six or ten. Then you have these new issues, which are, you know, growth opportunities but you have these new issues um so uh what is what do you think is something that you've failed at then i guess in in your business or in personal but um yeah i guess just failed at Oh, gosh, again, uh, missing out on those opportunities of not being able to develop those relationships beyond the initial. Let me, I'm going to go from a client perspective. So getting a client in, doing their resume and then sending them out, but not being able to build that relationship of, of what's next. Didn't have mm-hmm. those steps in place um, that I guess what we call it a funnel ladder or the, a ladder. So, OK, well, when they get out there and do this, then what's next for them? And not making sure I made that connection. Yes, I offer interview prep. Yes, 
I, they know that I offer this stuff. They just should ask for it. No. Right. It is my responsibility to make sure they know the reason why they need these additional things. And so that's where I failed at and not making that connection of, of the what next. Not only because it will bring in income into my business, but also really take, making sure that the uh, client is taken care of from A to Z. What do you think you attribute all your success that you've had? You know, you have a book, you have a really healthy company, you're super active on social media. Um, is it the processes? Is it, you know, the push from from your you know employees saying that you should do this? Or um, what is that thing that sort of have made you successful? I think um, the way that I show care and compassion to my clients, I actually... M- uh, make them believe in their abilities and their skills. When they come to me as an emotional thing because they're either out of work, they're not doing well at their organization, they're not happy at their organization, and I am able to build their confidence through the power of words. Taking their skills and their abilities and really telling their, their story where they feel confident. So when they read about themselves on their resume and I coach them through the interview process of how to say their results, then that confidence. And when they feel confident and they get the results after using my services, they tell people, my business has grown hugely by word of mouth. I mean, I do a little bit of marketing. I don't pay for it. I don't think I pay for I haven't paid for marketing I don't know how long. I think last year I paid maybe $25 for Facebook ads. But my <laughs> business is based on referrals. They, My clients go out. They give me promotions as far as, you know, testimonials. They'll tell their friends. And then people see me on my career musings. And then I get clients that way. But I make them feel like, hey, you can do this. You are in charge of your career. Don't worry. I got you. I always tell them, I got you. Don't worry about that. I wonder if a lot of that, so I'm reading a book to give you some context called The Slight Edge, but it's about the compound effect of just doing small tasks. And now that you've told us that you used to read a lot of books, I'm wondering if that just gave you a really good worldview and, a, and a, like more empathy for like the way to kind of conceptualize the way that people work with you and, and talk in different languages, because there's different levels, like C-level of, of yes. a CEO, and et cetera. So I wonder if that really has like given you the ability to be uniquely kind of um, available to these people to give those resumes and do such a good job and be successful is because you were such an avid reader from a, a young age and then that kind of like molded you into it. And just for, I guess, from my perspective from the outside in the last 10 minutes of our conversation, but... Yeah, that's, that's so true. And that because it get, it does give you a different perspective because you're reading different types of books. You're reading business books. You're reading self-development, self-help books. And then my practical application every day. Right. I am a team leader. I am a team manager. I manage people every single day. And what the work process is, the way that they develop themselves, where they meet their um, results within the organization that I'm responsible for. So I see it all the time. So I'm working with people every single day. So this is kind of more popular culture and uh, you know, you obviously have systems in place. So I'm hoping there's like some free time in there between, you know, the many and petties and uh, yes. writing. <laughs> so there's gotta be something in there, yes. but most people in our culture are, are watching Netflix at some point. So do you have any like Netflix binges that you spend time on or Hulu or anything like that? Yes, I, You know, it's so funny. I love the um, one with um, Frankie and Alice. Have you heard of that one? No. That's with Jane Fonda and uh, Lily Tomlin. 
Oh, that that is a funny show. So they, I think their um, fourth season is out, and I will wait till all all of the seasons are done and then I bench and watch all of those. <laughs> that is my favorite. Now I didn't think I would like something like that but those ladies are so funny and they're of course dealing with real life issues that people do deal with but the way that they're handling it and growing old gracefully is hilarious. So that's why I watch. What's the Give us the 30 second premise for this show because I've never heard of it. I don't know if Christian has or not. Is it a Netflix original? I think it is, is it? a Netflix. Okay, this is funny <laughs> for me to say. Okay, um, so this is the premise of it. Their husband Husbands um, worked at a law firm, ended up divorcing them and marrying each other. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And so now it's like their stories and their adventures of what yes, they're doing now, living you know what life. They're doing now, living their life. They moved in together, and their personalities are so different. You have a high, um, high society wife of one attorney and one like a hippie wife both living together and their worlds colliding on how they're still managing their families as adult children and managing their lives after divorce. Wow. It is an absolute, and it was not something I think that I would, you know, automatically pick. I just kind of randomly saw, but I love those two ladies. And when I saw them and the um, two, I can't remember the two guys' name, but they're popular actors as well. I said, oh, this looks like a good show. When I saw the first one, I was like, whoa, okay. (laughs) But I kept following it, and it was absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, that's that's the thing. There's so many Netflix originals and shows that I guess I'm not surprised that I haven't yes. come across that. But yes, it's a little bit of for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, how can people find out more about Iraq resumes um, and a lot of your new stuff that's coming out too? As far as um, the stuff up in McKinney, the meetup groups for those who are local, but um, even those who are not local, you help those outside of yes. the area too. So how can, what's the best way for people to connect with you? The best way is to go to my website, irockresumeswithaness.com. And there they can book a discovery call with me. They can see all of my packages and services that I actually offer. Right now I'm calling all women who want to be a part of my vision to action coaching group for 2019. I'm accepting um, um, people into the group that begin on next Thursday, um, next Tuesday. So if anybody is out there wanting to be a part of a women's coaching group, I'm doing that, meaning taking your goals and your vision, if you've done a vision board, and actually having some support and mentorship behind that and direct coaching, please join that. They can find more information on my website. And right at the top, it says Vision to Action 2019. And they can also find me at irock at irockresumes.com. They can email me. Awesome. Thank mm-hmm. you for coming on, Nicolette. We really appreciate that. Yeah, okay. it was very, very awesome to have you here <laughs> and to ask you all these questions. Um, it's, it's just crazy. And I mean, I, I truly love, you know, sitting down with business owners and, and talking about their experience. And um, you're awesome. Thank well, you so well, much. Thank you. You guys are <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right. So if you are, um, this is your first time, this is actually a little out of the ordinary for our podcast episodes. We typically just do um, local tactics for business owners, both Christian and I, but every once in a while we get an interview guest come on. Um, And if you enjoy this episode, please uh, go over to Instagram at bitbraining, shoot us a message and say, hey, I love that interview with Nicolette so we can do some more interviews like this. And if you did enjoy it, please go over to iTunes and leave us an honest rating and review so we can continue to um, sharpen our skills with the way that we deliver our content. And uh, again, we will talk to you guys next week. The Marketing Natives Podcast is a production of Bit Branding.